Now, heading to the ring at a total combined weight of, oh, um, wow, uh, the Top Rope Whistling Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Top Rope Wrestling Podcast. I am Rick, and Drew is a black screen. I am, and Rick is wearing a Stranger Things shirt. I am wearing a Stranger Things shirt. It was part of one of the costumes that I wore this year for uh, Halloween, for one of the Halloween parties I went to. You went as a guy in a Stranger Things costume? Yep, pretty much. That was was how it went. So, um... It's the end of the year, you know. We're we're in December now, so most of the year is done. We still have one, you know, a couple pay-per-views ahead of us and uh but for the most part, I think pretty much all the major stuff is done cuz the only thing really left's TLC next weekend, right? Uh one week from Sunday. Yes. So next not this upcoming Sunday, but next Sunday. So Yes. So like most uh not most, but you know, a number of people do. I think we're it, it, we're ready to do some uh, year-end uh, review of, of how things went. Give some awards. What do you think? Sure. Okay. We can do that. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> today we're going to go ahead and we're going to do our bottom rope awards, meaning the worst of the worst, or at least things that we thought were bad about this year. Uh, you want to go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll go back and forth. Uh, I believe you have seven of them and I have seven to award it has expanded to nine it has expanded to nine well i have seven to give so um you go ahead and uh, give yours first you can go first and last and that that should do us so we didn't have any parameters right we were just we were just throwing out what we thought was bad all right so i'm going to start with the bottom rope award for the worst angle of the year retribution that's interesting because I also did the worst, a uh, worst angle of the year, and I had a different one. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead and, and explain yours. Okay, uh, I mean it's pretty self-explanatory. It was awful. Um, so uh, earlier mid mid year, I guess these ladies and gentlemen started invading Raw. Um, they started with invading Raw. The same night that Raw Underground premiered, um, they were blowing stuff up. They would uh, they would cause uh, um, malfunctions with the video equipment and feeds and stuff like that. They had one shining moment, I thought, on SmackDown where they chased everyone away. <clears throat> they ripped the ring apart with chainsaws and stuff, and that was pretty cool. And that was about the only time I found retribution to be cool. Uh, When they finally revealed themselves, they were four former NXT wrestlers um, led then after a few weeks, we found out by Mustafa Ali. Um, They have done absolutely nothing in the ring, but job since they've gotten in the ring and started wrestling. Yeah. Um, so you'll, you'll hear, I actually, they're on a later thing for me, but, uh, my worst angle, my, my bottom, my rope, my bottom rope award for worst angle went to the Lana Rusev Lashley thing that happened before uh, Rusev got the boot. 
I, I honestly, I cannot, I cannot agree with you on that. I just, oh, it drove me absolutely nuts. It was stupid. It was a horrible angle. It just didn't. I mean, it was, it was. So I told. I think I even said at the time it was so absolutely terrible that it like circled back and became actually kind of a charming thing. Like I just, it was so bad. I just kept watching to see how worse it would get. But that, I mean, I I couldn't find any enjoyment out of it. I mean, maybe it's just the fact that they were screwing with a real relationship, you know, and, and, and on TV making it seem different than it actually was. I don't know. And I mean, Rusev now he, that he's on AEW has, uh, I mean, first thing he lost some weight and put on some muscle for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But he, uh, I don't know that that angle just did something. It it pulled me the wrong direction it just did something that i i can't explain i just every time that it was on tv i cringed <laughs> i uh yeah i would uh i would say i definitely understand where you're coming from and think the majority would agree with you but yeah i was one of those weird few that just kind of watched it and was like oh this is just this is just awful and i'm enjoying the awfulness of it <laughs> so uh you want to go throw your next one out there Yep. Uh, a lot of these aren't any type of award for. I mean, Failed Angle was like one of the ones where I had a category. The rest of these are just like, so this one isn't a Failed Angle, but this is just getting a bottom rope award from being obnoxious. And I titled it The Never-Ending Story, Seth versus the Mysterios. Yeah. Uh, went on, <clears throat> I think just ended at Survivor Series probably I think started around WrestleMania time and just was every week some form of Seth Rollins or Buddy Murphy fighting a Mysterio and it just would never end. And I, 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 some of the matches were good. There was some ridiculousness in there that eye for an eye bullshit. Um, like I said, there was one there was one match where Rey Mysterio really, really shined. I couldn't tell you which one it was because it was one of eight hundred and twelve matches. They just kept going uh, back just went and on. forth and yeah. back and forth. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. Um mm-hmm. it, it makes it later on my list too for another reason. So But yeah, it was not like it just kept going on and on mm-hmm. and on and on. It's like they couldn't come up with anything else to use those two guys for. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's see my next one up. Um, actually, we'll just we'll stick with uh, the former one with Retribu- uh, uh, Retribution. Um, Retribution won my bottom rope award for the worst stable of the year. This was like the year of stables because like AEW had a bunch of them. There were a couple of them that ran through WWE and Retribution was by far the worst of the stables that I have that came out this year that I can think of. I mean, they Couldn't were agree more. <laughs> they were just absolutely horrible. And it was like Vince was reaching for something or or whoever was writing it was they were trying to make WWE relevant to the world and failing miserably. Like they have there 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 was no connection. They tried to be connected like through tech and through, you know, uh anonymous and like all these current things and even you know, the other protests and stuff like that. And they just absolutely failed miserably. It was bad, yes. bad, bad. Um, and the fact that like retribution members just kept disappearing, that that didn't help any either. Yeah, I, I like I said, I couldn't agree more. This was an absolute fail. Uh, is 
it is a waste of Mustafa Ali's talent, Mia Yim's talent, uh, Dominic Dijakovic's talent, and the other two gentlemen who I'm not very familiar with their work. Dio Madden, uh, I'm more familiar with him for his commentary than right than, than his, his wrestling. wrestling. And then Slapjack, I really, I honestly, I, I didn't watch him wrestle in NXT, so he could be a brilliant wrestler under the mask. I just don't know, but they 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 basically. I mean, it's turned out to be a, a group of jobbers. I mean, like they mm-hmm. they have they've got a, a, a the stable full of people who are jobbing to everybody else, and it really makes no sense. You know, I they could have done some cool things with it, but it's they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the worst stables that I can remember, at least in recent history. It might be even one of the worst stables just in general. Yeah, they need to they need to find an exit plan for this quickly. Uh, put Mia Yim into the women's division where she will shine, not having to be. I forget what her name is. It's uh, oh, I don't um, remember any of their names. Oh God, uh, yeah. So I don't I don't know. They need to do that, and they need to let Dijakovic wrestle solo. They need to put um, Mustafa Ali back to normal. Like not leading a, I mean, have him lead a stable because he's a good talker. Uh, but Something just have him better. lead a stable that, yeah, that that's not so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it. I mean, and get rid of the the the, the Mortal Kombat style masks, and I, I, ah, mm-hmm. it just bothers me. <laughs> the whole thing is just bad, not good at all. So, uh, you you want to go with your next one? Yep. So my my next bottom rope award I'm just calling um you know it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a double blame but um I'm going to I'm going to blame it on Vince and I'm going to blame it on COVID and that is firing day. Okay. Yeah, I mean that was uh, a, that was not a good day at all. I mean there were actually multiple days this year but yeah, it was uh they furloughed there or got was rid the big of just one. a bunch of them. Yeah, so um like I I mean, you can't totally blame Vince for that. He had to you know do what he had to do. I mean, his you know, your company's failing, you can't keep people on the payroll. Yeah, but he had I mean, honestly with the amount with the people that he got rid of, he probably could mm-hmm. have kept them on the payroll. You know, he wasn't it, it wasn't that big of a of a loss. He just didn't, he had no way of using those people. So he decided to get rid of them, which worked out well for a lot of them. So I, I can't say mm-hmm. anything bad. I mean, it was again, you, like I said, you can't totally blame Vince for that. It's a business decision. He can't pay them out of his own pocket. I mean, um, but yeah, sucks did work out for the best for a lot of them. Uh, and then, for some of them, I think are probably still like, I know there was a referee, Matt uh, Kyoto, I think was that yeah. got let go, and he just decided to go ahead and retire. I believe it was so. Mike. Was it Mike? It was Mike Kyoto. Yeah, it? I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll go with my next one. Um, my worst champion of the year, <laughs> and this is kind of a throwaway, but Gronk with the twenty four seven at WrestleMania, like oh terrible. <laughs> I I. First thing, he had no reason being there. I know he was training to wrestle, but like, then Tom Brady comes back with the uh, the Bucks, and now he's back playing football again. 
You know, they just they had him there to be there. They didn't really have any plan for him. They didn't really have and I, he didn't show any wrestling skill while he was there. He would been training to, but I mean, it was just Gronk at WrestleMania. Let's put a belt mm-hmm. on him. Let's go away. And okay, it's one thing when you do things like Pat Patterson and and those guys during the the hardcore and even twenty four seven. They had a couple of those, but when you literally bring somebody in to the company and then have them win a match to win a championship and then they just disappear. That yeah, was, that I, was my I, worst championship of the year. That was uh, that was a pretty bad one. Um, I didn't particularly find Gronk too engaging as a promo or anything like that. So I don't think he was engaging anywhere in the wrestling world. Like he's a pretty engaging individual overall. Um, he's definitely got some uh, some chops. He just they didn't either they didn't let him use them or he just got. He, it wasn't his world, so he didn't know how to, to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next one is not an award. It's just I was I was I was writing these these ones from like low points of the year as far as wrestling. So this isn't any type of award, anything. This is just this was a low point in wrestling this year. And it was um, Shard from the uh, from from the tag team Crime Time passed away. Um, only thirty nine years old. Uh, he did it saving his son. And that, that yeah, was I, sad. But he, I mean, he was a hero. You know, he, he legitimately mm-hmm. went out as a hero. So, but definitely uh, mentioned that as a it not any kind of award or anything, but definitely a. Just a low point for wrestling in the year uh, was that passing. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what to like. That was a, definitely a sad, sad passing when, especially when they announced it. So um, let's see. How about uh, next one? We'll go for the, uh, the award for the most over wrestler, overrated wrestler of the year. Okay. I went with Seth Rollins because of his feud with Rey Mysterio. Like <laughs> it, they didn't know how to use Seth Rollins. Like it's not that he's a bad guy. He's good on the mic. He's a good wrestler. He just got a shit show this year. Like, uh, I mean, the only guy I could even come close to, being misused for the entire year. And I don't even like the guy was uh, King Corbin, but I was Seth Rollins just stuck out to me as being, you know, he's Seth Rollins. He's the Monday night Messiah, but totally overrated this year. All they could do is stick him in that feud with Rey Mysterio. And it happened over and over and over and over <laughs> again. Um, I did have an honorable mention on this one though, from AEW. Because most okay. of my stuff went to WWE is uh, Jake Hager from uh, in AEW. He they honestly you can see why he never made it in the WWE either. It, he has no charisma, and he's a legitimate fighter. I mean, he's an MMA guy, but he just doesn't. His collared shirts and his uh, his. Just his persona and his look even. You know, he's not a built guy. He can just fight. So, I don't know. It's just one of those 
why are they there kind of things you know he was he's he's one that i could say is doesn't even really look the part although he kind of is the part being that he is a legitimate fighter yeah well i mean he is just i don't even know that he's fought a match this year he's just uh jericho's muscle yeah pretty much he's like he's like the the diesel to jericho's Shawn michaels but at least diesel has a look like jake hager has a <laughs> collared shirt <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a look. That's you know modern yuppie or whatever. Um, so my next bottom rope award goes for worst cinematic match. Ah, and I'm gonna let you get. I'm gonna let you guess what it is because you probably will not be right. Worst cinematic match. I think they only did eight of them. I'm trying to think. It had it had its ups and downs, but I'm going Money in the Bank. No, I actually enjoyed the Money in the Bank one. Okay, I mean, I, I, Street Pop. Oh, sorry, Street Profits versus Viking Raiders. Oh, that was really bad. The <laughs> I monster forgot about and the that dumpster. One. The monster and the fucking dumpster match. Um, and ninjas yeah. outside. Yeah, the 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 introduction of the ninjas. And again, I just want to reiterate, there was a monster in the dumpster. <laughs> yes, there was a monster in the dumpster. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go through and rate my, the cinematic matches. Um, this one didn't really have, it, it was kind of on my worst angles list, but it wasn't really an angle and it wasn't really the worst match. Maybe. Okay. How about the worst decision WWE made this season, this year? Is what I'm going to call this. Okay. And that is uh, having Goldberg beat the Fiend. Yes, that was that was pretty stupid. Um, I mean, they had this amazing character who was like set to be the man, go completely undefeated. And then they have Goldberg, who's not there ever, come out and beat not Bray Wyatt, but beat the Fiend. Hands down, no mm -hmm. questions asked and pinned him. I, I I don't get it. I don't I don't even want to get it. It was such a bad decision. It was, but they had to get that freaking title off the fiend so that they could have their Roman versus Goldberg WrestleMania. Ah, horrible decision. I don't care. I mean, they could have found another way to get the fiend to give it up. You know, maybe maybe have him hurt people so bad that they had to disqual like they had to take the title away from him or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Okay. Next up for you. Uh, this is just best all around annoyance for me. Um, it just, uh, I can't say worst match because the match wasn't bad. It did not live up to the hype. I hated the stuff that was involved in the match. And I mostly just hated the build up to this match. And it was, the greatest wrestling match ever. Um, <laughs> I believe it was, what was it? Part two to edge versus Randy Orton. Yes, it was where they just kept hammering home that this could be the greatest wrestling match ever. This could be the greatest wrestling match ever. They all, they get to the match. They do a bunch of like retro moves from other people. They have crowd noise pumped in before they got the Thunderdome and realized how to pump crowd noise in and make it sound decent. good. Yeah. 
and this was just I I hated everything about it. Um, like I said, the match itself wasn't bad. It was not the greatest wrestling match ever, but how about it wins the award for the most overhyped match of the year? There you go. There, that's that'll that'll work. Because yeah, it was definitely like it, the build up to it did not the match did not leave live up to the build up that they had for that match. And I mean, even the guys thought it was not not taken the right way. You know, it was not given to them the right way. And I mean, they they did what they could. So you never. <sighs> You never, like, you would never say, like, even if there was an NBA Finals and it was, like, fucking 1996 Michael Jordan and 2010 LeBron James's Heat versus each other, you wouldn't say before the Finals took place that this is the greatest NBA Finals ever. Everyone might think it, but no one's going to say until after they watch it and realize it's not a dud that it, oh, this was the greatest NBA Finals ever. They built this thing up. And it, it, it's just like, it reminds me of, I'm going to go on an old man Drew side rant here. <laughs> Back in 1995, my friends saw Pulp Fiction before I did. And for probably two to three weeks, I did nothing but hear about how great Pulp Fiction was and how it was the greatest movie ever. So when I finally went with them to see it, they were seeing it the second time I was seeing it at first. It just didn't do anything for me because there was too much hype around it. Now, when I watched it later, like six months later on video, I was like, they're right. This is one of the best movies I've ever seen. But at the time, it had been hyped up so much that it could never achieve what it was. Yeah, I could definitely uh, I could see where that I mean, there's no there was no need to even build it up as that. That was the the worst part is people understood it was going to be a good wrestling match. They put on good show. The two, you know, they, they always put on good matches. So, but the best ever, eh. (laughs) that's hard to do. (laughs) So uh, let's go. I'll go with my worst match of the year. Okay. Uh, And we're going back to the super showdown. And uh, it was Brock versus Ricochet. Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. I don't know. Did you watch super, super showdown? When was it? This was back in like February, I think. Super Showdown. Was that one of the Saudi Arabia shows? Yeah, it was the I think it was the first Saudi Arabia show of the year. I watched I mean then I watched it. I do not remember. I remember Ricochet fighting Lesnar. I freaking in my head that was on a raw, but yeah, you're right. He doesn't do anything but pay-per-views. Um they did have so they in the build-up part of it, they did have uh some some goings in between, but Basically, like they they built this matchup, and then Brock literally destroyed Ricochet. Like, didn't even there was no chance. <laughs> they didn't even, you know, I want if I remember correctly, Ricochet went for like an early move, like maybe before the even the bell rang or whatever, and Brock caught him, and it was like suplex, 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 game match over. You know, it was it was nothing. I will say Ricochet sold the suplexes like nobody else, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all it was, and you can't build up a match and then just have it be a squash match. I mean, you can, but why? You know, it doesn't do anything for Ricochet, and Brock's not going to be around all the time. You know, there's no reason to have him completely destroy Ricochet. At least let him put up a fight. Right. right. So, so that was my worst you, match of the year. You have one more. I have three more. I have two more, actually. Oh, okay. All I, right. 
one of mine was converted to another. So. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go with uh, my my bottom rope award for they done drop the ball on this one. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> was the feud, not the pre-feud. Everything building up to the feud was amazing. The feud that finally broke down after all that buildup between Sasha and Bailey. I 100% agree with that. They had what I would call the summer of Sasha and Bailey, where they could, those two could do no wrong in my eyes for the entire, like, until they split up. They were absolutely amazing from them just being on commentary to the whole, like, like Bailey two belts or whatever, and Sasha dose straps or whatever the hell they were calling themselves. <laughs> and, like, everything, even the breakup was good. It was a nice, like, like destruction of a breakup. And then it went south and it only the feud only lasted one pay-per-view and then they've both moved on. Yeah, that was it was not handled well. And it was like they were absolutely great together. And like the whole time you knew the breakup was coming at some point. Yes. Like you were anticipating it and they just kept pulling it out and, and drawing it out. And it was great. Like that draw out was done so well because like. One person would come and, you know, save the other person or miss something. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. it was really, really well put together. And then, yeah, it was one match and or one pay-per-view and, and and done. Yeah. And rest assured, the first part of this buildup will be on my best of the year. But this, the actual feud itself was awful. Yes, I 100% agree with you on that one. Um, so I'll go next with me with my worst female wrestler of the year. Okay, can I take a guess? Yes. Lana? No. No, not Lana. Not Lana. Um, okay. I had to go with Nia Jax because she cannot <laughs> go a week without hurting somebody. My God. Like, and I was, when she was in NXT, I was a fan of Nia Jax, but I don't know whether she lost a step when she was out or whatever, but it seems like every week she is hurting somebody like sending them on the disabled list. Not <laughs> I, ah. and during, especially on her last match during um, survivor series, she looked bad too. Like it wasn't even, she was stumbling around the ring. I, I don't know. It was, she's just, I want her to succeed, but <laughs> not if she's going to not at the, not at the risk of every other talent that's on the roster right now. Okay. So I can understand that she is, uh, she is known for her, but I mean, one of her glaring errors in judgment of punching someone in the face actually turned into one of the best moments on raw. And that's when she popped Becky in the nose and you got that beautiful scene of Becky, like bleeding and just holding her belt up. And <laughs> yeah, that's not wrong, but still it was, I, God, she she really needs to go back and just work on it or something. I and there were I had a couple others that I like a couple other that I kept going back and forth for worst female and I'm like oh and Lana was one of them. There were a couple of them. I, I just that one I I couldn't not say mm. Nia Jax just because she keeps hurting people. Yeah. Agreed. You're up good, sir. Uh, um, I'm going to call this one my top rope award. By the way, I did not do a worse match. So. Okay. Uh, this is my bottom rope award 
for most boneheaded decision of the year. And it was the, I don't even know what to title it. The, the, the drop, the drop and catch heard around the world when Otis caught the briefcase at money in the bank. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and they didn't even know what to do with it afterwards. Like they literally took the money in the bank (laughs) suitcase away from him. They had no idea how to handle it. They, they did what I told, what I thought they should have done anyway and had the Miz win it. Um, I don't even know. I can't even remember that far back if he was in the Money in the Bank match or not. But I remember thinking he was on fire back then and that would have been a good way to get him the title or in the title picture. But Otis, where the guy doesn't even climb the ladder, he, he, he stupids his way into catching the thing and then... He's the money in the bank guy and gets sued to get rid of it. Yeah, I I like Otis and I'll get into that with my next award. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't understand it when they did it. And I didn't understand why they didn't just have him cash it in, you know, and not win, you know, have him lose. I don't know. They could have handled. I, it was just so strange, and I, I, I understand that it was probably you know, it was either a Heyman decision or something to give him the belt, mm-hmm. or I mean, give him the the money in the bank, and then Heyman was gone. But I don't know it, that you're a hundred percent right on that just being a bad shtick. Mm-hmm. So, my next one up is actually for the worst male wrestler of the year, which goes right. to, huh? Oh, I was going to say, oh. I already know who this is, but go ahead. Do you know who it is? Oh, yeah. Who? I want you to say it, but I will be super shocked if it's not who I'm thinking. I was actually giving it to Otis. Oh, my. I'm, I'm shocked. I figured as much because I was shocked when I came to that conclusion because I really do like Otis. But the Money in the Bank thing didn't go over well. His matches haven't been great this year. He just hasn't popped and then when they broke up heavy machinery as uh, doing his singles thing hasn't gone over well at all i mean they're they they i think they just don't know how to use the guy right now but Mm -hmm. i don't know he looks uncomfortable he looks he the thing about otis when otis was part of heavy machinery and they were in nxt and they were even when they first came into wwe was the humor aspect of it and it's not there like there's nothing drawing me to Otis and I don't know they're not using him right or or they just don't know how to use him he I don't think is a singles wrestler I think I think for some reason in my head our events in his head thinks that because he's huge he will one day be a, uh, like they'll toughen him up and make him a, a a challenger for a championship or something where he doesn't win it but he'll you know, he'll be a constant challenger because he's so huge and stuff. Like an but, earthquake kind of. Yeah. But the guy, it's it's like when they try to make Big E serious. The guy's personality is just not serious like that. And you have to lean into what, to make them successful, you have to lean into what they are. I mean, you can't try to make Stone Cold act like Big E. You can't try to make Big E act like Stone Cold. Right. Yeah, it was I I just 
this year he didn't do it for me. I want to. Who did you think I was going to pick? Elias. I Elias was on the list <laughs> for possibilities, but Elias at least Elias sticks to his shtick and has been doing it all year and doesn't waver. I just and he doesn't really have a direction, but at least he has a persona and it seems to fit him. Yeah. So I think this is yeah. your last one. This is my last one. And it is literally, it is, it's a lot like the Lana and, and Bobby Lashley angle to where it just wasn't well received. And I just wanted to get something from AEW on here. But I don't think it was well received, but it was so out there that I found it entertaining. But still, I can see where it was not good. Segment, the singing MJF and Jericho segment on AEW Dynamite. Okay, I could. I mean, I know where they were going with it, but yeah, I I found it hilarious, like. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think it was that bad. It was, but it was, definitely it was not well received. <laughs> no, it was not. Um, but I always I, I don't know. I kind of figured that they were going after something like the the Rock and Stone Cold when they used to sing. I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I thought I I, I don't know. And, and honestly, if it spawns a AEW the musical episode of AEW, I am all into that too. <laughs> That could be interesting, to say the least. Oh, I wonder, wonder what Taz is going to sing. Brooklyn so, too. I guess so. Well, you want to go ahead and uh, get anything? To, yeah, I, he is from Brooklyn. But. Taz. I mentioned yeah. that last week, too. Yes, I, I know you did. <laughs> um, anything you got to plug before we get out of here? Or do you want to plug uh, our socials? There, there is, yes, but there is something I want you to look up. It did not make my list because there's nowhere to put it. And I managed to somehow go three to four weeks without mentioning it. But you're aware of who like their little commissioner is on Raw and SmackDown, right? That Adam Pierce guy? Yes, the one that's supposed to be like the to- the Tony Khan type guy. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's just there. He makes this he, he they they prance him out when they need a decision made and he announces it. Well, a couple of weeks ago, they were trying to decide who was going to challenge Drew McIntyre at TLC. And they were talking, they kept interviewing Adam Pierce about it. And I guess he had said Drew McIntyre's name one too many times that night and just slipped up and called him Drew McIntyre <laughs> on live TV. And if you look it up, I'm telling you, I audibly could not stop laughing. I mean, when I say I couldn't stop laughing, I had stopped laughing. And then five minutes later, I would start like hysterically laughing again because it, it was because I, I have the huge sense of humor of a five year old, basically. But um, yeah, if you get bored, please look up Drew McInfart. I, I will definitely do that. I have not seen that clip, so I, I will definitely go back and check it out. Uh, you want to go ahead and plug our uh, our social and our site and everything? Yes, you can. Uh, keeping with the theme, toot on over to Instagram. <laughs> where you can visit us at top rope wrestling podcast on instagram 
you can um, crop dust your way over to Twitter, where you can go to Top Rope Wrestling without the G. Um, talk to us on Twitter. Um, you can uh, go to Facebook. I, I, I don't have a third one. So uh, you can go to Facebook and go to Top Rope Wrestling Podcast and leave a big stinking comment on our page or whatever you want to do. Uh, you can go to our website, which is topropewrestling.com. Uh, from there, you can listen to all our past shows. Uh, you can, uh, so if you're listening on iHeartRadio or iTunes or something, you're only getting like the last 15 or 20 episodes of the show. If you want to go all the way back to the beginning and be like, these guys are so awful, like, I can't imagine that they were worse at one time and you would be pretty much right. We've, we're consistently terrible. Um, you can go back and listen to everything. Listen to uh, me make Drew McInfart jokes, uh, talk about um, what, 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 some of the other nonsense I've said over the course of the show. There's been a lot. I don't know. I probably, yeah, I've made some pretty bizarre statements. Um, anyway, yeah. You can do that and you can email us and suggest that Drew stop reading the social medias at the end of every show. And Rick's going to tell you how to do that. Well, for shits and giggles, you can email us at a podcast at top rope wrestling. that in the whole time. I was, uh, well, you can, uh, email us at podcast at top rope wrestling.com or Rick or Drew at top rope wrestling.com. And, uh, that'll come to me. Because Drew doesn't even know how to check that email, but I will get him the information if you do want to chat with him. So uh, that's the end of the show. Last week it ended like it actually sounded like a real ending. Do you want to try that again? I can't. I cannot summarize the show. I, I summarized the show. That was the thing last time. I, I can try. You know what? So to summarize, we learned that I have to go back to my list. Hold on one second. We learned that retribution sucks. Um, um, Viking Raiders versus Street Profits had a monster in a dumpster, and uh, Adam Pierce likes to call Drew McIntyre apparently off camera. Drew McIntyre, and we can't forget that Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio went on for way too long, just like we it have. Went, yes, went on for a a millennia. Is that yes. a thousand years? Yes, I think so. It felt like a thousand years. It did feel like a thousand years. 